Starting a podcast can be very time-consuming. I've been doing it for more than three years now, and my biggest challenge was finding a way to distribute my episodes across major audio platforms in a way that was easy, effective, and free to use. That's when I came across Anchor. And the best part is that you can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, everybody? This is George Khalifa, and it's episode 17 of Let's Grab Coffee. I'm here with Sean Arnett, <laughs> <laughs> lead producer and host of Haste and Hustle, the best event in Toronto. I actually went to it recently, so it's a sales and marketing event. She brings some of the best speakers like Gary Vee, Casey Neistat, a lot of my friends like Manu, Bobby, Michaela, Kim, if you're watching this, shout out to you. Uh, it's a jam-packed event, but she does a lot of really, really cool things. Super excited to have you, Sean. Thank you. Thank so, you. That's us. a really nice introduction. You should use this more often as a segue. I feel like I should pay you or something. <laughs> How much do you charge? Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, you know, give us, I guess, a bit of an overview. I don't want to, I guess, you know, ruin the, the, the limelight, but, but tell us a bit about who you are and, and how you got started. Sure. Well, I, I've been in event planning for about six years. I took a, I went back to school um, after a few years of working in the mining industry and, and then uh, took event management at Niagara College. Okay. And, um, and then I started working, I actually worked for Niagara College and, and for the Niagara Parks Commission and for a couple of other companies. And, um, and I really liked that, but I also knew that I was an entrepreneur. Like I yeah. knew that I needed to I had these great ideas. I knew I needed to execute on them, and it was just sort of a matter of time for me. So I was working for a company out of the states, um, doing some, and, and they were technically clients of mine. So I mm -hmm. ended up finding this client out of the states, and I was planning events for them all over the world, and I loved it. I'm, I'm like, this is what I I know and I love. So, um, but I also knew that I was restricted to their vision for the events, right? And yeah. the, the vision was around their mandates for their company. And so I, I had these great ideas of bringing something really big to the Niagara region, which is where I live. Yeah. And, um, and so I, one night uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, two <laughs> years ago, and I remember it being Super Bowl Sunday because Gary Vee had actually responded to an Instagram message that I sent him. And randomly, wow. and that would ne typically never happen. No, no. So, set the stone. <laughs> well, like he just, yeah, well, I mean, just yeah. like not a message. It was a comment. Comment, okay, okay. So he commented back, and I was like, and it was had nothing to do. Like it was just that he was staying in a hotel. I could see that he had checked in there on his Instagram, wow. and he was staying in this hotel that I had booked for my clients. And so I just said, "Hey, how's the hotel?" And he responded back, "Thanks, great." And and it was, so it wasn't the comment that made, meant anything; it was the fact that he commented. Mm. And in that in that very moment, because I'd been sort of ruminating over what kind of event I needed to do in Niagara, yeah. I, I it was like the the everything just kind of came together. And I was like, "We need to do a business event." We do all sorts of, you know, we're known for wine and waterfalls and concerts and all these fun things, but we also have a great business area. So I was like, let's do some business events here. And so I'm like, I need to bring Gary tonight. So that was my whole thing. And so then over time, that was, but it was also like, I need to build up entrepreneurs. So, um, so over time, it kind of evolved because I, I sort of saw the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. And so we had that event. It was awesome. And um, Casey came and Manjeet Minhas and John Dick from HubSpot and Gary and lots of others. It was phenomenal. Um, but it was, it was a real challenge. Year one is never, ever easy um, yeah. when you're doing events. And so, you know, I took a 
pretty big loss on that event and it was a big challenge for me but you know over the course of the year but at that moment though gary said to me you know that he really liked the event and he appreciated the the hard work I put in and recognize that this happens to a lot of people. And he said, you know, I will come back and do another event with you for free wow. if you want to, you know, continue forward. And so, of course, I was going to say no, right? <laughs> no, but the, okay. <laughs> the, thing, the thing about that is it's not like he handed me, you know, um, a lot of cash that paid off my debt. He handed me an opportunity. Right. And the thing about opportunity is you still have to work really hard for Course. So you still have to execute. You have ex to oh yeah. The I mean, it's hard. Oh yeah. It was so much work, and it was still a huge challenge. And I was starting in a deficit, so that's hard, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's where. So then I, but we, I managed to make it through. I got some great supporters. I have a really, really strong support network, and uh, great people around me. And um, so we put on Generation Now a few weeks ago, and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And everything that I. Is now back on track, and we're and now I have this great brand that I'm really proud of, and um, and we're doing all sorts of other things. And then just as a side note, I do also have a whole side of my business that plans events for corporations. Yeah. yeah, so I have clients that I do that for too. So yeah, just I don't know, it's good, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> and then, let me just—I I sort of want to want to pick on one thing because. You know, I think for a lot of people listening, like when they hear you sort of, you know, DM or, or comment on something that, that, that Gary had posted, mm -hmm. I mean, so when I tried to say, like, he typically never answers, it's not, he actually is one of the, the, the few leaders who really engages with the community. Yeah. But because he gets so much of it, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's obviously difficult to get his attention. So yeah. the fact that you had, you know, you, you took the time to do it, you hustled your way through, it's almost like that scrappiness that you need. Yeah. You know, how much of that is important, do you think, in this world? I think, yes, getting I mean, scrappy is... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Important. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're, you know, it's not like, you know, if, you know, if you have a big budget and big, you know, big networks and all right. these things, you know, you it can get you a little soft, you know, I think. And so, <laughs> but when you're, when you're challenged and you have to do this yourself and you have to start, like, you know, who talks about it really well is Damon John in his book, The Power of Broke. Right. He talks about how you kind of have to know every part of your business and you have to do it all at the beginning by yourself. Mm. And that's kind of how I started. I had to learn how to build a, a website until I got a sponsor to take it over. And I had to learn how to, you know, market. I had to learn how to sell and I had to learn how to do all these things. And I didn't do all of them really well in the first year. I got better as I could going and there's still lots of lessons to learn i had to learn how to do the accounting i had to learn how to do the you know mm -hmm. everything and right down to you know like even now i'm still like doing a lot of the nitty-gritty that typically in a larger organization you'd have someone pass it off to to pass it off to and so yeah i think that's what they mean when they say get scrappy you have to do a lot of it yourself you have to be willing to stay up late at night and and finish writing proposals so that you can have them submitted by a certain time and you're working on one project for a client over here and, and then the and then over here you're like okay i gotta meet with sponsors and i gotta <laughs> sell this ticket and i gotta you know or whatever so it's I a lot on the go it's just yeah you have to be so organized and um and you also have to recognize that recognize your limitations because mm. That I think is hard for some of us to recognize. And one other thing I think you do very well is because you recognize those limitations. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're obviously you have superpowers in a hundred things, which mm -hmm. is great. And what you also do is you actually package a team around you mm -hmm. that can fill those those gaps, which makes the event successful. I mean, in that oh way. yeah, like that's, that's the, the right? team that you have around you is what makes you successful. Like, right. there's absolutely no way I could have done anything that I've done. 
the people that supported me and supported me through the hardships and mm. supported me and, and, and did amazing jobs. So I absolutely give credit to every single person that have, has contributed to the events. Um, from right down to you know promotional partners and people who you know evangelists yeah like yeah everyone. everyone and you know like I have good friends that you know put their like even people like Ian Zappo mm. who spoke at my event amazing he, guy. yeah amazing guy he put his whole business aside for thirty days to help me crazy. generate awareness and sales for Generation Now like unbelievable just I, I I can't even explain to you how gracious that was you know i don't know it's just amazing to me now and i know and obviously we've had the chance to, to sort of chat aside from this podcast but mm-hmm. uh you know running running a really successful event and having that brand behind it it's something you've, you've really wanted to do for a long time yeah doing that in toronto especially you know obviously i, got, I go to a lot of the conferences too there's so many events here it's it's a pretty saturated market in, in that respect knowing that going in you know i kind of want to talk about sort of the Knowing that there there will be challenges and how you how you overcame overcame them by being persistent, but also finding that value prop which makes you and your events unique versus what's already out there. Yeah, I mean there are there's lots of great events and yeah. I, I support a lot of them as well. I think the trick for me is I just found what I the mission that I wanted to pursue. And what I wanted to pursue was supporting emerging entrepreneurs right. and closing this knowledge gap of of um of things so like you know, for a generation now it was closing the knowledge gap of um you know what our students are taught about the business world as it was 30 years ago right and they get out into the real world and it's so different and so there's this big gap right and i'm like okay i want to help close that with my next events i'm doing events on blockchain it's all about closing that knowledge gap right. you know there's a lot of people out there that don't know anything and right. there's you know so <laughs> For me, it's finding those gaps and supporting the people, supporting that knowledge gap and supporting emerging entrepreneurs. And then just having a solitary focus on that and not worrying about any of the other events. Because at the end of the day, there's still, I I truly believe that there's room for everybody. And if you're doing something unique and special and you're, you know, doing it well, then people will want to go. And I think, you know, there's, and I just, I don't even worry about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't even think of the, the comp- I know people see it as competition. I don't. I just see it as, you know, my event is this, and I'm just going to focus on making this really great, mm-hmm. as great as I can. And, you know, like, we face challenges. Like, there's certainly things that go wrong, and, you know, there's things that went wrong at this event that I'm like, okay, i got to figure that out and do it differently. Can I talk quickly about that? Yeah. yeah and that's actually going to be my next point, because yeah. so, so a really, really good promoter, yeah. Uh, I typically look look up to in a sense is uh, Dana White, who's the president of, U- of the UFC, yeah. and they put together sports entertainment. Right? Right, I mean, it's right. a little bit of a different context, but mm-hmm. one of the things he says is like at every single event or every single fight or or, or UFC event, there's always tons of things that go wrong. Yeah. The key to a successful planner and, and promoter is to make sure that nobody sees them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so is that something that, that you go through? Like, it's, it's For sure. Curious. I mean, I think that that was very true of Haste and Hustle. Um, this one or the last one okay. a, year, a year ago. A year ago. Um, I think there was definitely, I mean, well, people did see it, but not really. I think at the end of the day, it, it was mostly unseen. The, yeah. the craziness that was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. At this event... Um, there were some things that were seen for sure that mm. I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is just a result of under-resourced, an under-resourced event, it and it happened. 
happens. But at the end of the day, I feel as, as, as long as I deliver on the content and the experience as a whole, I'm, I'm, I'm still proud. Of it. Right. And I think, you know, there's, you know, and, and for me, little things are always going to kind of creep in, mm. but yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I wish no one would see them, but there, yeah. there, yeah, there's, <laughs> and there is. Well, you I mean, know? also, the let me context is UFC is a four billion dollar company. Yeah, it's a very different. Sort totally of, different, but yeah, but still, you know, but it's still an event company. And yes. events like I, I remember when we were in event school, our teacher saying, you know, like there's always going to be something that went wrong. And I remember this girl saying to me, she was in my class. She's like, I hate that they say that because that doesn't have to be the case. But the reality is it is the case. Something will always just go wrong and it's, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Mm. It can just be like last year, we had a major snowstorm to contend with. Right. Um, and Gary Vaynerchuk and Casey Neistat were stranded in New York Crazy. and came in late. They actually were supposed to come in the day before. They missed the VIP party that they were supposed to be at and like, but, weather you i mean who you knows? can't control that you can't control the weather right and even though we had made provisions for the weather and so how do you keep yourself calm with those i mean especially like real time mm -hmm. it's really know. funny because people always comment on that about me yeah about how nothing rattles me and i don't know how i do that i just has it always been sort of the way you are like i think so yeah it's not like you do anything no I, i've always been that no way. meditation no breathing like no it's internally, internally maybe, yeah. i'm freaking out oh like, okay oh, for sure you just don't know <laughs> so you, like, you keep a poker face but yeah i nice. guess so but it's, it's not good it's like because i'm like seriously freaking out like with that plane situation last year i was losing my mind like of I, course. I mean these are your two biggest my two biggest speakers <laughs> were stranded and john dick actually i didn't know that yeah interesting and they ended up i mean we i ended up having to like call in favors from airlines and stuff and uh, the shit you'll do at what events go wrong. And and we were we booked their flights at like twelve thirty at night, and they Jeez. and they flew out at eight in the morning. And I was on the phone. I had to like, I had to put whole, um, seats on hold for them at, with the airline, and then I had to phone their agents to get them to book it. It was nuts. And we had been back and forth all day. Wow. Like it was, and 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 meanwhile. The still was, else. Well, the event was already on because the event was two days. And so the first day of the event was already going on. I was trying to run that. And and at the same time, dealing with the, the flight situation to get those guys in. And it wasn't just them. It was also John Dick from HubSpot because he was coming from Boston. And the snowstorm was at the know. entire eastern seaboard. So <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a challenge. But I'm glad I can laugh about it now. It was, yeah. it was hard. I mean, there was a variety of um, issues last year. but. Most of them were unseen, but that it's probably seen. also good that you that you you're tested with these limits too, because at one point in time they're going to come, mm -hmm. you know. And at least if if you're if you're equipped with with past situations, mm -hmm. then if they come up in the future, you're almost like, oh, this is not bad, you know. Yeah, that's sort of true. <laughs> it's, like, and it's funny, even my son said that at this event that someone commented to him about how calm I was, and yeah. uh, and he said, well. You should have seen what happened. You should have seen what happened last year. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of true. Like, you do kind of get, you know, you do cut your teeth on some of those harder, harder things, right? right? But I don't know. At the end of the day, I truly believe there's a solution to everything. Mm. And it's just about sitting and figuring it out. Right. And staying calm, yeah. really finding the solution, not panicking. Yeah, because right. I've never had a situation go so bad that, you know, my friend yeah. always comments to me, actually, she runs a hospital. And she said to me, you know, Shauna, like in your job, when, or when, in my job, when yeah. things go wrong, people die. 
And I think too, I sometimes think about that. This is a little bit morbid, I know, I'm sorry, but no, it's, like, it's a good like it, you know, if Gary Vaynerchuk didn't show up for that event, it's, yeah, it sucks and it's not cool and whatever. But at the end of the day, like- You still have your hope. Yeah, no one's dying. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's just an unfortunate situation, but you have to, you have to kind of get that perspective. Sometimes. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Your perspective is, is not only strong, but you're, you're constantly reminding yourself that like, or also your conditioning. Mm. I think you're constantly conditioning so that if that happens, mm. yes, obviously you're going to be upset. I mean, real time, these are human emotions. Yeah. You might freak out, you might panic and, and whatever, oh, yeah. but, but really, really, really at the end of the day, you're going to be like, look, it happened. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. What? I'm going to go sit on the corner and cry. Like, yeah. it's already happened. Yeah. How am I going to deal with it now? I know. And, right? and there's just certain things you can't avoid. I can't avoid a snowstorm. I yeah. can't avoid. You're gonna blame, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, yeah, I just think it's about it's about being cognizant that there is always a solution. Is that your biggest sort of learning uh, experience throughout these events, or? Well, for sure. Yeah. That and handling then, pressure. Yeah. Is that, and, and, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, and then also just um, working through the adversity because adversity doesn't necessarily have a point in time, right? Okay. It, it lingers. So, you know, if something happens, or, you know, like if, you, if you go through a major loss in your company, yeah. you know, that's not just a, a moment in time. That's something that you're kind of continually dealing with all the time. Right. And so... And you feel the effect. You feel the effect constantly, yeah. for a year <laughs> or longer, depending on what your situation is. So hmm. I think it's also recognizing that adversity is a challenge that you kind of always are facing and you just have to keep going. Right. And and it, and you know and, and it's sort of cliche to say I know you get to the top of the mountain and then suddenly you get to go down. Right. You know, kind of like, but, a, like a roller coaster too. Right? I mean, yeah. And I think the trick is to just keep climbing. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is it for you that like I mean when you say keep climbing, I know family is very important to you because I know you, but uh, you know to, to people watching this like what what really makes you get out of bed and, and just keep grinding this thing out day in day out <laughs> and really trying to grow it. Um. What makes you climb the hill? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, yes, I, I need to support my family, but for me, I, like mean, maybe I, personally, I, yeah. I couldn't do that another way. Right. I mean, for me, I just, I truly love people. Like, I love helping people. And I, you know, I knew I was not a nurse or, you know, those types of really <laughs> hands-on kind of talkers, right? <laughs> and uh, I don't think I could have ever done a job like that. But like seeing, you know, seeing the, having the ability to provide an opportunity that helps somebody move forward in their career and, right. and, their, and their ability to learn and grow as an entrepreneur and human, um, that actually makes me so happy. Like, You're almost like a springboard. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I get these emails sometimes, and they're you know talk, telling me like you know how these events have affected their life, and right. you know all these good things that have happened to them because of what they learned and and or, and who they met and this that and the other. And I think, holy moly, like that's that's the best gift I could ever get. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't do it to my to make money. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to make some money, but like I don't. I'm not sitting here trying to become some multimillionaire on my, you know, hill of coins. I just, <laughs> I just want to, I, I really, truly love helping people. And I, yeah. and I think that this is the best way I know how. Yeah. And, and, so, and that, that's interesting to me too, because like, I, I so what you, I think what you're, what you're, what you're really trying to do is, is build a legacy, not for the sake of building one, but uh, on the sake that you've helped others. Mm -hmm. That's what you, your legacy would, would be built on. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what these platforms are doing. Yeah. 
for these events. And I mean, for anybody who hears the muscle, they'll, they'll know what, what we're talking about, mm -hmm. especially when you give a platform like that to, to younger entrepreneurs and yeah. give them a voice, you know, and, and let them talk about their story because you can learn from a lot of different people. Yeah. I think that's also what conferences haven't been doing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you have to be at a third threshold and not to take anything away. I think age and maturity and experience have, have their respect. Yeah. But you can also learn from different types of people at different levels. Absolutely. You had Jesse, for example, come on. I mean, such a creative guy, young, yeah. ambitious, and who find me someone who can't learn from his his way of scrappiness, right? I or know. his hustle. Like, well, I mean, even anybody I've learned can take from, something from it. You know? No, like even I've learned from it and benefited. Right. And um, yeah, there's that's what I think too. And I I think sometimes we have to look back in order to see what's ahead. Right. Because you know, when I look at Jesse, yeah, he's only seventeen or. 18 or however old he is young <laughs> yeah. um but he's doing things so differently and mm. and yet that is what's moving us into the future those types of tactics right yeah and that's where a lot of entrepreneurs and, and business owners need to be looking yeah and um, and openness is, is is forwards and backwards too yeah so so you know for me obviously like like i, I think there's a lot of potential that you can learn from from any first of all any generation but also any age any story any any level any title yeah right i think so i think there's there's value in being open at, at all at all fronts mm -hmm. not just us looking upwards but but also i guess you know older generations looking backwards and really like that's what i love the most you know and i mean you, you see this now with will smith i mean it's kind of going a little more viral but he's doing vlogs and stuff and yeah i mean it's so it's so interesting to see especially someone who's so well established as an actor mm -hmm. he doesn't have to do that no but it's crazy to me how he's picking up a camera and he's doing it literally like you and I would. I know. It's, it's hilarious. There's no production team. Maybe he might have one person, but like yeah. he's taking the camera and just vlogging his day. Mm -hmm. when, when did you ever think Will Smith would do that? I know. It's true. You, you know? I know some of the you know greatest people do it. You know, like even when I look around at, you know, famous celebrities and, and different people, there's a lot that do it and and provide value it's not just about like oh, look at me and my fancy life it's right. you know it's about there's substance to it oh yeah and i mean certainly there's some that's like annoying that i wouldn't watch but <laughs> um but i think it's I, I don't know i think if we can all just understand you know what we all go through mm. and connect on that level that we're all we are all, all facing a lot of the same battles mm. and i think we forget that you know, like I think we forget that we're more. Why is that? Like, what, what do you think is the primary driver behind us forgetting? Because I, I definitely agree. I think part of it is that we look around and we get we get sold on the propaganda that we're all living these like fancy lives when we look at Instagram, yeah, Instagram. and stuff, right? And so, so social media is a double-edged sword. You know, you have these like highlight reels of of your life or someone's life, yeah. and it's also wonder looks so wonderful. Yes. But the reality is, it's just the highlights. You're not looking at their every day yeah they're morning getting up and looking crappy and you know whatever right <laughs> but they you know but then i think you know at the same time then you have the ability with these stories and and we can kind of see a bit more where yeah. then we get deep and we see okay no that is so it's i i see that it's shifting a little bit yeah um but i think we've forgotten because we do kind of buy into the idea that um just because someone's living in a big house with a fancy car that they're yeah. they're rich when really they're just in debt you know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. And also in debt, maybe not financially, but in debt probably. Yeah, no, I'm just sort of using that as an yeah. example. But like, it's true. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, or they're... And then in terms of like happiness, I mean, yeah, there's a lot exactly. of things you can be empty with, you know? It's absolutely, not just... absolutely. And I think we forget, or just because someone's smiling, they're happy. Or mm. just because someone's crying, they're sad, you know? like, And those things aren't necessarily true. I think, right. you know, there's a lot that gets sort of put on for show or put on for public. 
right? Yeah. And uh, so if we can have a little, you know, glimpse into people's private lives and the realities that they're facing, then, you know, we all, then we start to understand, no, that, this is how it really is. We're all kind of in this together. And, and, and what would you say, obviously, because you, you've not only hosted a lot of speakers in your events, but you've, you've got to know them personally and you've had interactions multiple in, in some cases. What would you say, especially with the focus being sales and marketing, what would you say is, is the biggest sort of learnings that, you, that you've gone from hearing these people speak and just talking to them and learning from them? What would you say are some of those, those lessons that you're drawing from them? Um, Nothing in particular, too. Just, just Yeah, kind of no, I think there, there's a really huge importance on listening to your audience. Yeah. Listening, like taking a good hard look, following all their, you know, following their accounts and, their, and the people who follow them and who they're following and like really just listening to them, to what they're saying mm. and, and, and from a lens of total openness. Um, because I feel like a lot of marketers sort of project, um, project what they feel onto their audience. Like, okay, oh, you have an audience of teenage girls. They all must want to go to Starbucks and drink. Yeah, you know, and so, but really, maybe they're not. Maybe there are these young girls who are like um, wanting to do like humanitarian work, and they're you know, yeah. like who knows, right? But, it, but yeah. if you but if you dig into their um, stories and their and their social media profiles and their actions online, you can really find out sort of more truth about people and, and about your audience. Mm. And I think that we have the ability to do that now, mm. whereas we didn't before. It's transparent. Yeah. It's really, okay. Yeah, and so I think spending that spending time listening to your audience is important yeah have you, have you seen any patterns i'm kind of curious i mean from all the speakers that you've had the chance to work with what patterns have you seen that really make them successful like are there generalities that you've seen from one to the other you know like um yeah they they all recognize the value of working really hard of course, like, of course. anyone who's made it so rule one work hard yeah for sure um they're all very nice and kind i've had very few be nice are, people. The, yeah, the ones that I see that are the most successful are, are genuine too, genuine. not just nice, like as in a yeah. big, like actually genuine. Genuinely nice, yes. yeah, absolutely, so and, and care, um, and, uh, and 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 that are looking to the future. I think people who are looking innovative, yeah, like, interesting. You know, trying to figure out what's happening and and sort of like what I said, listening to their audience and and figuring out where the market's going as yeah. opposed to trying to like clamor on to what has always been done their you know? personal beliefs and but yeah. actually paying attention to the trends like Gary Vee does this very well and that's where he gets most of his successes he tells you he's almost like always in tune yeah and he steps at 10 steps ahead of, ahead of everyone and not because he reads articles all day and yeah because he's actually a practitioner yeah and he'll feel when when something is going to hit yeah you know so that's interesting to see him do that too I know I think that he's a great example of it. he's a very public example yes I think he's finding it I would say if I could Sure. imagine about him right now sure. so he's finding it harder and harder because his oh. audience is growing bigger and bigger so just to stay in tune stay with, in tune with everybody really? because now it's almost like he's this celebrity and i see it happen with him you know people are just always trying to pitch him and they almost see him like this deity you know like they're like oh if i just touch gary i'll suddenly become successful yeah. and it's a bit you know it's a bit of a farce i mean he's awesome and i love him to pieces um but it's the value is what he teaches and, and what he has. And for you to apply it yourself. Yeah. Not, not to like get a piece of his clothes. Exactly. Clothes. Don't be, and, and I think I actually saw him post something like this the other day. Like, don't try and be him. Be yeah. you. 
applying the same principles of work ethic and kindness and right. generosity. You know, That's a very good point. Yeah. Because I think a lot of, especially a lot of people try to emulate him in some way. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm trying to speak, I'm trying to be like Gary. Or if mm -hmm. I'm trying to be an entrepreneur, I want to be like Gary. Yeah. You know, and, and it's great to have people you look up to. I sure. look up to as, him as for sure. Yeah. Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. Yeah, I look up to him. I look yes. up to a lot of people. Of I have a vision board with you know um, different entrepreneurs that I look yeah. up to. But you're taking lessons. From yeah, but I'm not like trying to be that. Exactly. I want to be myself. There's a difference. Yeah. So I think it's important to do that. So yeah. And what do you envision? You know, say in the next two, three years, whether it's Generation Now or Haste and Hustle. So what, what more? What, what types of events do you really, really want? to? Put together for us. Um, well, I want to continue doing the Haste and Hustle events right. and, and uh, events for early stage entrepreneurs. Love that. I'm and, always gonna be there. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that demographic. I think they're just a group of passion-filled, beautiful people. Um, and and not that you know older stage entrepreneurs are not. Um, <laughs> it's just a different. It's a different mentality. Right. And I find as we progress along as entrepreneurs, we sometimes lose a little bit of touch. Mm. Um, not intentionally and not in a, in a negative way, but just a little bit of, uh, we lose a little bit of touch. And so I really like this. It keeps me fresh and yeah. fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing the blockchain events. I think that's a, a really fascinating technology that I'm just. What is that? Um, is it set, set there yet or still in the works? Uh, well, we have two. So okay. there's one in Niagara okay. in June, June. And then there's one in Collingwood in October. So keep that there in mind, go. everyone. <laughs> yeah, and um, so Probably. we're really on the the precipice of getting it launched. Nice. Um, and, and you actually mentioned this in, in Gen Now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good. yeah, we're just about to do those, and then I have, um, and then I'm working on a, an event for International Women's Day. Wow. So I'm pretty excited about that one. I think that'll be um, something that that'll make. I, I'm I'm very excited about it. That's amazing. And um, and yeah, just working with clients and, and, and all that stuff. But I think, um, you know, supporting, for me also, I love the idea of supporting like, you know, um, the, the International Women's Day event is yes. going to support immigrant women in business. Yes. And that means a lot to me supporting. Super important. Yeah, like just supporting. Can we talk about that just very, very, sure. I mean, I, I do want to sort of just hinge on that. I know we did a LinkedIn meetup recently. We had a full panel talking about, about this. and. Uh, I just sort of want to touch because you're also doing an event about it. What what are some thoughts? Especially you know, obviously we live in a especially time right now with the Me Too movement going on mm -hmm. and stuff. I just sort of want to pick your brains about it. Being a successful woman in entrepreneurship, in business, in sales, marketing. Mm -hmm. You know what what what's what's your mindset around everything that's happening right now? Um. And what advice maybe would you give to someone listening? Oh, is uh, I'm kind of like up and down about things. So. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm fully in support of parity for women, and yes, I think we should all have equal opportunity. And and I think that there's been a history of a very long history of women being mistreated, marginalized. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I've experienced it. It's not it's not fun. Um, but and not even just like in a kind of a grand way, just sort of in the day to day, like um, sort of pushes up. Um, and I think, but at this, but now I see women as, you know, we have a voice. And so now I see, okay, we have this WeToo movement. Uh, we're trying to move the dial, all these things. Right. And okay, I'm like, okay, now we have that voice. Now right. it's becoming our choice. Right. So I feel like we're kind of moving away from, okay, we're not victims of this anymore. Although it's still there, it's lingering. <laughs> um, but now I see we're moving from victim to um 
like we're, we're taking back that power and we have right. that voice. So now it's our choice. Mm. And I think that we need to, um, I, I've never been one to um, sit and complain and just toss blame around yeah. for too long. I think that's useless. Right. So, you know, we we see where the problems are. We see how, you know, I see how to fix them. Let's just get, let's just focus on fixing them. Yeah. And not that that's just like, fixed and it's over yeah, I, it's morning. challenging you know there's a lot of like very nuanced um issues there but i i think you know we're we're uh, empowered to do so mm-hmm. um and uh now we just need to start making those changes to to make that happen yeah. and i think that's where we're at i hope i think there, there's always going to be people who swing you know the pendulum is always going to swing out and there's going to be people all who kinds just, of outliers too yeah right? i mean some people yeah. yeah, I think in the general sense, we are moving in the right direction, and I'm really actually excited to be a woman in business now. For sure. And, um, Especially in a, in a country, obviously coming from the Middle East, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's also, and I know we kind of touched base on this on the, on the LinkedIn meetup, but, you know, being in a country where you're also able mm-hmm. yeah, know, absolutely. To, oh, yeah. to, to voice your, your, your opinion and to voice your ideas, and for us, on both, on both sides to that, just openly and, and freely talk about it, mm-hmm. and then figure out ways we can make this better. Yeah. Recognizing that there's a problem, but also being able to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's super, super important. And, and just knowing that, that that we're able to do that here. Yeah, exactly. Versus other countries where you might be. I know. And I'd love to see. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'd love to see that start to shift into other countries too, right? Yeah, like, hopefully. I mean, I think that's just a basic human right that we should all be treated equally. Yeah. But, um, you know, I know some countries do lag behind um, significantly yeah. there and levels. yeah for sure and it's unfortunate I, you know it is but at the same time um and that's why it's important though i think back to what you said i think kim highlighted this on the panel is that like be recognizing that too i mean you, you sort of took control of, of your life like maybe a question personally like did you ever feel uh like did, did you always feel like you had control at least to make a change personally within your your own career yes yes i was never scared of switching Okay. So, I, 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 and that's where when I was on that panel, I yes. just, I felt. I know you made mention of that. I was, I felt a little bit different because I, I don't know, I'm a little bit stubborn that way. I just always did whatever the heck I wanted and yeah. I kind of went for it and I changed careers completely, exactly. you know, um, without, I mean, it's not like I don't think about it. I, you know, plan it appropriately, mm-hmm. but, you know, I woke up one day in February and I went to a conference and decided I didn't like being in mining anymore. And I was like, all right. And by September, I was in school for event management. And so there, you know, there was a process there, but I still did it. Mm. And I think I, I I mean, so I'm not, but I'm not the norm, I don't think. Like on that, and, I'm, and it's not, it doesn't make me special. Or you might have maybe a stronger personality. I don't know. I just always was like a little bit stubborn the way ever yeah. since I was a little I'm kid. I'm just gonna do it. If I want to sell my smile. Yeah, if I want to do it, I'm gonna do it as long as it's like. But it's a good lesson too, I think, for people who are listening, you know, and maybe a, just, I guess, uh, a question just to, I guess, end this this, this topic, but uh, what advice would you give, you know, to, I guess, to, to, to young women in business right now, who might be in university listening to this, uh, who, you know, might want to do event planning, might want to venture to marketing, sales. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, are a little more challenging in different ways. And mm-hmm. what advice would you give? You know? Well, I think if you're going into any career, like I, I think just, you know, work really hard at it, yes. find the right people to support you, find a good group of other women who are in business yes. who can support you on different levels that are of success and, uh, and just find the job that you want and go and do it. Like there's, I mean, we're all, 
like, I mean, what's that saying? You know, like, we're not trees, we can move, you know, we, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't remember the quote, but it's, you know, like, I, I just always believe, like, if you want to do something, you can do it. If you want to go and um, take up surfing and become a surf instructor, you can do it. You just, it's just that we, we stop ourselves because we spend so much time thinking about all the logistics in the way. Yeah. Just sometimes the, it's fears, whatever. The, yeah, whatever those. Yeah, logistics and fears, and uh, and the and responsibilities and this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, all those things can be solved if you spend a bit of time figuring them out. I was a little bit nervous to go back to school. I had to figure it out at the time, you know. But it just, you, I sat and figured it out. And I think, you know, if I wanted to go and live in Bali and, you know, <laughs> take up yoga, I could probably do that if I wanted to as well. Not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyway, but I think um, while you're young and you don't have children and, you know, and a mortgage, it's, you know, just go and try things and do what you want and uh, and have fun doing it. <laughs> and this goes for everyone, too, so. Yeah, men and women. I appreciate that. High five. You're awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. I've linked everything down below. Haste and Hustle, Shauna's LinkedIn, Instagram. You'll find everything down there. Uh, make sure to connect. Make sure to check out all the events that she's setting up. If you work for a company and you think that they can benefit from our events, reach out to her. I appreciate you guys listening in. Trying to thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Cheers. George. You better give me commission for this. <laughs>